everyone. Welcome to another episode of Fish Out of Water, um, the Holy Rod Studio podcast, where we invite uh, people from our community to share all the incredible expertise and uh, knowledge that they have. Um, and today we are coming at you from our wonderful Saskia de Borgraf's living room. Yes, we are still in the pause executive <laughs> order. And yes, we are still trying to navigate all of that. But we are very grateful to um, her and letting us completely take over her yeah. apartment. So thank you, Saskia. Um, and uh, just like the last episode, we're going to be um, virtually um, having a conversation with one of our incredible members, photographers, activists, just all around badass bitch if I'm allowed to say um and um so before we get started um just again we have Saskia DeBorgraf here mm -hmm. um she is the incredible content and operations director of our company as well as the beautiful Elena Franco um we are all wearing pajama bottoms right now yes. just so that you know yes we are um and um we've got a kitty around here somewhere so maybe she'll make an appearance but <laughs> without further ado Baloo I'd love for you to take the floor and just um tell everybody who you are uh, my name is Bilu, and it is one name. I do have another name. Um, I am a they, them, and I prefer just using my last name as a vehicle to remain kind of gender neutral in my gender expression. So that's that. You may find, be able to find out what my actual first name is, but I prefer not to use it. Um, I am a, what am I? I am a photographer, a film director art director, creative director, I make a mean samosa, I can knit socks. There's a lot okay. of things. <laughs> all the things, all the things, all the things. I'm chronic, I'm a chronic learner. Um, if I see someone doing something creative, I kind of want part of it. I don't care if you're like, you know, spinning pottery or, you know, whatever you know building watches i want to get in there it's a little bit of a compulsive habit and i've been working on especially during this pause to focus myself in on a few things um so yeah it's been about 19 years i, I had a very long kind of intuitive complicated path into what i now do and um, I use all of that varied creative experience to uh, be able to work with when I'm talking about commercially making money, building a business, working with my clients, working with small clients and being able to give them all of that skill and that talent in one place. They don't have to go to different people. Am I the best at all of them? No, but I am at least knowledgeable enough to know how to find the right people to help and support or get people started. And for a lot of the independent brands that I work with, I work mostly in fashion and beauty um, for my, that's all I work for in my um, commercial work. Um, that's what they need. You know, I, I do, I support a lot of independent brands. I focus on brands that, that work hard uh, for a sustainable planet and for ethical manufacturing and, in that there's not a lot of money rolling around so we don't have the money and the resources to go out and um, hire people who are at the top of their field expertise in each of those they kind of need a uh, gender neutral term of, of all trades mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i love that <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh, and and baloo tell us um what what is the what is the why for you 
what is getting you out of bed in the morning and has been getting you out of bed in the morning over those last 19 years? Well, first, I do want to acknowledge that it is June 4th, 2020. Mm-hmm. We are in the midst. There's, there's three things I wanted to mention. One, I am currently sitting on the land of the Lenape, land taken from the indigenous people of New York. And I also want to mention that we are in the midst of a revolution to provide uh, Black Americans and Black people around the world with peace and restitution and equality. And it's been a crazy week. I am running on very little sleep. um, And I get very nervous during these kinds of things. So if I lose my train of thought, forgive me. No, no need to apologize. And all of this, why are we able and why are we willing even to um, carve out this time to sit and talk with one another and and speak up? Right. I mean, it has to be acknowledged that we are all non-black, right? We're all sitting here. We're all non-black. So um, although I cannot speak for the black experience, I feel like I know or I I see a, a pathway to what we as non-black people need to do to make this world. And I'm going to kind of speak from the viewpoint of fashion. A lot of the times my personal work is portraiture. Mm -hmm. And I do think that they kind of, I've finally gotten to the point after years and years and years of those two worlds being separate of them now being one, it used to be, I would shoot this kind of work commercially and that would pay the bills. And I shot this kind of work on the side and that was my thing. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm, I'm kind of meshing those, but they primarily, I, and I have a lot of passion for in my agency, the ones I have a totally forgot to mention, I have my own agency. Um, and the ones is centered around, um, fashion, beauty brands, heavily on fashion. Um, and we need to talk about the issue of representation in the fashion community, you know, and I don't think, you know, when we were thinking about having this conversation, originally it was like, oh, I want to talk about how do we collaborate in these times, right? You know, because that's been a lot of people's thoughts and, you know, and, and a lot of people talking about, you know, we've gotten over kind of the initial shock of being in lockdown. Now, all I've seen, and it's funny how we all sort of woke up at once. I don't know if you noticed that, but like, I feel like a lot of creatives all of a sudden was like, we stopped kind of posting out like what the symptoms of COVID were and started thinking about collaboration. And then, so a couple of weeks ago, it felt like, you know, when you proposed this uh, coming on the podcast, I was thinking a lot about how to collaborate and you guys know that I'm working on that um, and doing what I can to, to, to develop the tools to, to have a creative output during these times. And then all of a sudden in the last week, um, because of George Floyd, because of Nina Pop, because of Tony McBride, did, uh, because of Breonna Taylor, we now have to face this. And this is now what we have to deal with. So it is about guests still collaborating in these times, but to the forefront is finding the people we want to work with and for. Yeah. That's it. That yeah. is what we have to do. We have to find the, the people that, that reflect our values who do we want to work with and who do we want to work for? We need to find our tribe, both in our collaborators and then also the people who pay our bills. Because I'm going to tell you right now, listen, I grew up in an all black neighborhood on the West side of Chicago. 
I watched consistently as I got out of the West Side and went to high school, there were fewer black people. Got into college, fewer black people. Got into working at creative agencies, fewer into none of, no black folks being represented, mm-hmm. right? So I've seen a lot of this and I think I do have a unique perspective in that I'm one of the white people that can walk into a room and one of the first things I think is where are the black people at? Mm-hmm. And I've thought that over and over again, but I did it. I worked for these people because I needed to pay the bills and I still need to pay the bills. So I go to these agencies and in the last few years, I had an agency, they're going to know who they are, but I was working for a major cosmetics brand in this last holiday season. And not only was I brought in to help them because it's gotten around that I'm the one who knows about black people now, which is just fucking ridiculous. No, I just know about people and I seem to be the one white person that they're comfortable bringing in now to talk to other white people about diversity, which just fucking blows my mind. How about you get a black person? But I was brought in to help diversify both in the, the, the size, bringing in like larger, more robust bodies, mm-hmm. and also in um, bringing in and sourcing and art directing, bringing in black folks into this ad campaign. Mm-hmm. And when we were talking about this one image, this is, this is where I was like my breaking point. It was literally a breaking point. I actually ended up turning down a lot of work from them, kind of put myself in the poorhouse for a couple of months because I was standing there and the creative director, we were, you know, we had already done the shoot. We're going through selects. I really liked this one. It was really representative of my ideas of what I thought it could be and aspire to. And she goes, well, I guess we have to do that one because diversity. <gasps> I fucking, I just, I, and actually one of my fellow art directors knows me very closely. We worked at different agencies throughout the last 10 years, grabbed my leg under the table and not in a sexy way, grabbed my leg under the table and was like, Blue, do not go for her throat right now. <laughs> like let's, cause yeah. he knew instantly, like my mouth turned to like a desert. I was like shaking. And, you know, I've got this skinny, tall, look, you know, all these creative directors that look, they could have, they like, they could have been a model at some point, Eurocentric, blonde woman going, because diversity. How many different languages do I know how to say fuck you in? I know. Like, so mad. And that was it. I was like, no more of these fucking agencies. Yeah. No more of the bullshit. And I'd heard stuff and seen stuff like that over and over again. I have worked for brands. One of my, one of my specialties is going into brands and developing their e-commerce imagery and developing editorial programs for their, their e-commerce, for their digital platforms. At another popular, well-known brand. And the thing you would say, like, we'll call them out. Let's call out these people. I really feel like unless I've got people on tape and in emails, Mm -hmm. fighting an uphill battle. Exactly. He said, she said, like, you know, whatever. So, uh, what was I talking about? I just started thinking about that. Oh, so uh, we were sitting there and we were true. We had done a casting. This is for a a woman's brand. And uh, I had some very clear selects that I loved. And, um, one of the things in the brief, and I love these fucking briefs, it's like, we have to have one black person. And like, even worse, like African-American. 
So, um, so they were specifically casting for that demographic. And I had my choice. I loved her. She's beautiful. She fit the brand. They're like, she looks too ghetto. What? <laughs> and, and I needed some fucking clarification on this because I am from the ghetto and I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. So what kind of coded white people bullshit are you talking about? Yeah. Turns out it was because she had braids. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bilu, what year what year was this? It, it, what, what year was what this? year was this? Uh within the last year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. At a brand and actually at a brand now that's lauded for their diversity. Because they specifically went out at the same brand. I mean, just like bullshit like that. So I had already started ramping up my lack tolerance for the bullshit mm-hmm. and, you know, realize that, you know, I'm pretty thrifty and I can figure out how to like support myself. Actually, that was the catalyst for me starting the ones. Wow. Mm. You know, I was like, I, and it was like, I can't work for these other people. I have to be the one. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you do. <laughs> to do this. Yeah. Yes, you do. I can't do this anymore. It is going to, it's bad for my health and I'm going to end up in jail. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Did I mention I'm from the west side of Chicago? Yeah. When these people say stuff like this, I want to go for a throat. I'm like, what kind of place of privilege and cluelessness? And honestly, I and uh, just so that was my that was my um, encouragement to do this. So now we're it, now we're really having to think about this and like what are we gonna do and you know the short answer is be a decent fucking human being yeah pretty yeah, simple 100 like, so do you need a handbook on that do you need training because i feel like people are gonna have to go through training i mean yes. i think that that's the yeah. answer yes like we're gonna have a long like just the bullshit we've seen on instagram and with the brands should that um with the brands uh in the last few days the bullshit email marketing campaigns i've gotten mm-hmm. i've called out a couple of brands uh, publicly so yeah so and now i'm watching more of the bullshit that i've seen behind the scenes come to the surface and because i've been behind the scenes i knew the bullshit going on and i knew how much bullshit all of these like privileged people and fashion the 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 space they came from and but now it's funny because you get so myopic in your your thinking in your career. I forgot that people don't know this. Yes. And I was like, oh right. You guys don't know how bad these people are. No. So so that's where we're at, right? We're uh we're having to break down a lot of systems from and this, because uh, I always forget this word, we're going to have to break down nepotism. We're going to break down racism. We got to break down elitism. We got to break down ageism. We got to break down the fat phobia that exists in them advertising and fashion. We got a lot of work to do. And we thought it was going to, you thought the, the, the you know, it's kind of like, it feels like 2020 is constantly like this. I thought it was bad two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it's like another layer of bullshit. Yeah. And it's like in this administration, it just feels like it's going to get piled on. And if we don't start catching up now and doing the hard work to like resolve these issues, I don't even, I like two weeks from now, like, I don't even want to know. I know. 
So like, and now even when I like to take time to go for walks and like do anything besides like refresh my Twitter feed, I feel like I'm wasting time. Mm -hmm. Like we have no more time to waste on the bullshit. I have no more time to waste on clients dicking me around. We got no more time to waste on clients that aren't paying us. We got no time to like work, work with clients when you go to their LinkedIn, there's not a single black person that works there. I was just scouted this week by an agency who wants me to come in direct out of like 12 people that work for this agency. No black people, no black people. And I'm telling you more and more because of the content of my, and it's not, it's just, this is who I am as a person because of the content in my video work and in my photography, people think I'm the white girl that's gonna come in and teach them how to work with black people. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I know that's what they're thinking. I hands down know what they, the, that I'm like some kind of gateway drug. Or they're delegating the responsibility for them yeah. to enlighten themselves onto right. something that they can pay. Like in the last six months, I brought in a, a, a production assistant to a brand. And within two days, somebody came up to her and touched her hair and like, and like make comments about how she looked so rock and roll because she had an afro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. It's, it's so, the bar is so low that um, I think that sometimes when in the communities that we are in, where we are around folks who are more educated, I think in our personal lives, but then our work life, like you said, Baloo, crosses over mm. to the corporate bullshit, crosses over to mm. the behind the scenes bullshit. And so again, this is why the ones and you, Baloo, as a artist, mm. and all the multi-hyphenated hats that you wear, it's incredibly important to voice um, your experiences and to amplify those experiences. But then also, and this is why we look up to you, the how part, right? The moving forward with the how part. Because are we going to go to every creative director of every brand and stroke their hair and coddle them through the enlightenment of <laughs> kindness? No. Lay down the red carpet to like diversity for them and like to tolerance and like can we not like say tolerance anymore too? No. Like we can get rid of like this idea of tolerance. Sure. You know, like we're not tolerating anybody's bullshit and we're not allowing people no more. No more is a tolerina. We gotta like build tolerance. There ain't no fucking tolerance. Mm -mm. I don't know. Yes, I be I'm it's funny, I didn't think I was like riled up. And I didn't think I had a lot to say. That's why I had all these notes. I've got like no all these notes. And I'm like, fuck the notes. Overthrow the system. Yeah. Like, that's it. And I don't so like what can we do? I think right now there's like healing, a little bit of a healing process. I don't know mm -hmm. about you, but I need a long walk. I need to like eat a a ice cream cone in the sun. Mm. I think we need to be there for whatever all the black people in our lives yeah. need for whatever all the black people all over the United States need. I mean, we, we can't be there for everybody, but certainly I think at least for now, me personally, I'm just trying to like make myself at service to a group of people who are, as my dad would say, are getting the shit end of the stick. Yeah. And so, you know, a little, a little time for that a little saving of the space, but 
in that, I think um, uh, our, and I wrote this down, I will read this, um, that moving into the future, we, we must rely more and more on our intuition and less and less on popular opinion. Yes, mm. amen to that. Mm. Because look where popular opinion has gotten us. Yeah. And the intuition, I truly believe, unless you're a sociopath or Trump, the same difference. <laughs> you look towards your intuition, you know how to interact with people. You know what's true and good, right? If you listen to your heart, you're going to know. You don't listen to what brands are popular on Instagram, what photographers are popular on Instagram, like how many likes certain people are getting. If we're going to, and this is the other thing, um, if we're going to be working hard to find your tribe, people that share your ideas, beliefs, and core values, we need to look past the popularity model. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And especially because traditionally, a lot of black voices are not part, part of the popularity model. I mean, unless their voice is stolen. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah, they just, you know, they just like copy the, they record it and play it back on their own channels, right? Yeah. But we need to start thinking, what do I really like? Who do I really want to work with? Not who is in this magazine, who did this, whatever. What is it going to take for people to start looking at, because I feel like I've experienced a lot of this, where either it's agencies or makeup artists or stylists or whatever, you, you want to collaborate on projects or, 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 or publications. And it's always like, who are you? Who do you know? What do you got? How many likes? Where have you been? What have you done? When you're trying to introduce equality into a repressed segment of the population, you cannot rely on those metrics. Absolutely not. Oh, nor those institutions. You, yeah. You're going to have to use your intuition. You're going to have to use your brain. You're going to have to look at work critically. You're going to look at people critically and go, what is their value to me? What can I, they contribute to me? What can I contribute to them? So there's going to have to be a lot of critical thinking that we need to build up that's been fucking pushed down, beat down by popular opinion and by the Trump administration. That's a fantastic plan. All we need to do is call out all the people... We need to call all the people who are watching this right now yeah. who have money and remember that doing good is not necessarily just throwing money at these large charitable institutions. Exactly. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. And often it's the worst. It's yeah. the yeah. way that that Let's go money, back to that patriarchal. Exactly. Yeah. Because if you look and behind the curtain and see who the Wizard of Oz is in those institutions, you will come to be disappointed the same way. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really important for us to remember to go within and not look at what's the popular place to send money. What's the popular hashtag to just repost because you just don't know what to do. You mean use your intuition? Oh, yeah. Ah. Oh, my goodness. What's that? What's that? We're saying circling it back. Yeah. Um, so it's, it is very important for us to recognize that there is an imbalance of money and power and, and that this is just as much an economic issue as before and we need to help people unlearn the structures of way of doing good because those structures of way of doing good are also secretly bolstering and indirectly bolstering the things that you're trying to subvert. And so look to the people around you in your neighborhood that you are walking past so much as where are you choosing to go to your laundromat 
Are you willing to go an extra half a mile to find a laundromat that's owned by a person of color? Are you willing mm-hmm. to do the work in the immediate surrounding? You do not need to turn on the news to do that. Are you are you are you looking for artwork to purchase to put on your walls mm-hmm. outside of the gallery system? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much. That was so good. I'm like, I'm 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 taking a minute to hold space for all that and, and take it in because it really gets down to that. It gets, you know, I hate to say it, but it does get, I mean, I don't want to say it's all about money, but it is about resources. And it's about people getting out of their comfort zone and using their intuition and following their heart. And also I do think that there is that thing in our country um, where we want to offshore everything, including our own ideas. We want to offshore them to somebody else. We want to offshore it to the algorithm, right? We're offshoring our, our, what we what we like and what we don't like to the algorithm mm-hmm. doing the hard work of getting off of that train and like walking around your own neighborhood and seeing where you can put money mm-hmm. you know instead of giving your money to these big colleges instead of like you know the people that that donate large amounts to places like harvard mm-hmm. do you know how little money comparatively i would need to start the center i want to start mm-hmm compared to all this stuff and how impactful that would be that in, you know, if these, if we're talking about kids that are, you know, maybe starting to get into tech, maybe they're like seven, eight years old, that in like 15 years, do you know what a different world we would live in if seven-year-olds knew what a creative director was? Yeah. I just want to plug in Fashion with Friday. Yeah, quickly, Fashion with Friday. Because, um, Baloo, I don't know if you've heard of fas- uh, the Fashion with Friday Academy run by Friday Lindsay, um, very dear friend of ours. And she actually has an academy which is for young creative scholars to understand um, what the available roles are in the creative industry, which naturally follows a pathway of entrepreneurship. And she is teaching um, young girls of color who are eight, between eight and 16. In Brownsville. In Brownsville. Um, yeah and you know these these girls are learning about profit and loss statements and what a creative director does i will note this that friday is also a associate professor at lim and there is very little difference in her approach of teaching an eight-year-old and a 22-year-old and i think that's also really this is really interesting yeah and i think you know like kids and like at least where i'm from when we thought about creative careers there was this thing that like um the only thing they heard about was a fashion designer. So everybody I grew up with wanted to be a fashion designer, not knowing at all what that meant. Yeah. yeah. And not also, also there's the other thing of not knowing that there's all of these other careers in fashion you can do that. You don't have to be the one pushing and we're not going to be the people pushing stuff down the runway anymore. Exactly. Right. Like yeah. the whole system is going to break. So there's all these other different roles. So uh, like when I was a kid, I never thought about being a director because I'm like all that stuff, like whatever. I didn't know that it, I could do this. And I didn't know like the different kinds of ways you could be a director in film and like the different kinds of things you could make. When, when you grow up on the west side of Chicago, you think I'm going to be a fashion designer. And then you realize how few people get to do that and how hard it is and how you're left out. And then you don't become part of the fashion industry at all. Yeah. You don't know there's all these other avenues. You just don't. And the same thing with photography, graphic design, um, digital design, um, app design, like 
all of it. Like you, there's not that. Or the more academic roles that you, you have on set. I mean, something that, uh, just the fact that like, um, you can be a researcher for a documentary and you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have any um, hands on the cutting room or the shots or anything mm-hmm. like that, but mm-hmm. you are in a quintessential part of the creative process. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the artist process is very similar to the scientific process, even if it's not valued as much. And so these are, these come, it comes back to, I think, um, the importance of our role as creatives and storytellers and that, um, the people who are creating these stories need to be reflective of the stories that are being told on both sides of the mm-hmm. camera. Um, and that involves scooting over and bringing up a chair or, mm-hmm. you know, ha- if you get the microphone choosing instead to hand it to somebody else. I think mm-hmm. that that's a very powerful, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe reductive explanation, but, um, you know, metaphorically speaking, what I think is really empowering about the decision to say, I'm not going to work for those agencies anymore. And I am going to take the extra stamina mm-hmm. that I have to create my own. And so I hope the that, gonna switch off. um, the camera's going to switch off. So yeah. Baloo, I'm, I'm hate to do this cause we only have a few, few more minutes left. No, like and seconds, seconds yeah. left. Okay. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> um, but I will say this, um, Baloo has, got so much incredible expertise and work. And if you are a creative watching right now, I want you to feel invited to reach out to Baloo and reach out to Holy Rad and know that we are doing our best to create the space. But what we also need is um, to, to do the work to make sure that we are being inviting and we are being kind and we are being understanding. Um, you've got money too. You can yes. come. Yeah. We'll pull up a chair. It, it'll be a shorter chair, but yeah, yeah. you can come to that table. So, Baloo, with that with that in mind, what would you like for people to take away from today? What can they What can they do? Would they like to? What would you like for 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 them to focus on? If, well, you know what? This is going to be filmed much after the fact. I'm hoping by the time that uh, you're listening to this, we have taken enough space to um, help kind of heal, maybe not repair, but like you know, dress our wounds and then to do the hard work to heal our wounds. And I'm going to go back to what I said at the beginning, start relying on the intuition. Look at like, who, what do you, what kind of work do you want to make and who do you want to make it for? Amazing. Well, Baloo, thank you so much for your time and for who you are and for your just, um, general resilience. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's an incredible inspiration and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll have more talks. Yes, please. And thank you for all the work that you do. And thank you for inviting me. It's been a pleasure, ladies. Sick of my kitten for me. Bye, kitty. She's over there. (laughs) All right. Thank you all so much for watching. Go for a walk, guys. Get out of the house. We're going to get out of the house and go have an ice cream in the sun as prescribed by Dr. Baloo. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye, Baloo. Bye. Okay, that's what I thought.